Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, introducing the greatest top 10 show, The Movie Mount Rushmore, featuring the one AJ Anthony Jordan, the UK's favourite film critic, Nico Duro, the silver screen dude! Okay, hey screeners, how you doing? It's myself, the one AJ, Anthony Jordan. And me, Nico Luro. Okay, now we're going to talk about one bad motherfucker. <laughs> My bad motherfucker? <laughs> the man himself, Mr. Samuel L. Jackson. I will strike down upon thee with great vengeance and furious anger. Zeus, motherfucker. Shut anyway, the so many, <laughs> <up> the <laughs> there were so many that we could do in the like, major spoilers. <laughs> I think with all of that. He's done um, a lot. He's done a lot. Some the most you would have to say. I think he's done more movies than anyone working today, hasn't he? He appears in so much stuff, and sometimes it's just like a cameo. Sometimes it's you know. So like the thing with Sam is, you can get some good and you can get some god awful bad. Like it, it it's got such a mix. Um, Lots of bad. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think my number ten might fall in that for you, but I, I, I actually enjoyed so it. So is mine. Okay, <laughs> fair enough. There were so many different angles, and sometimes you just like, like there were some films like, oh yeah, he was in that, but it's just not yeah. worth a mention. It's an amazing film. Just yeah, like his role wasn't, you know, mentionable. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I hear you. Yeah. This is in honor of Glass, which yes. I've seen and you're yet to see. I am going with. The M&E crew, I'm going to put it that way. We're not, I don't know if I'm allowed to publicly mention the company I work for, but HR. Oh, there's a crew the now, HR is there? Crew, the whole M&E. Okay, cool. Meeting and events, that is. So. Just saying I've got major FOMO going on at the moment. FOMO? Yeah. Fear of missing out. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Listen, by all means, they, they're, they're fully aware of the podcast. And, oh, they are? Yeah, so, every, you know, you're, you're more than welcome. Who's the mysterious dude on the other side like me? No, Anthony. Did, oh, did I mention I was crowned king? King Anthony. Yeah, King Anthony of uh, our You're staff okay. party. Did you, did you win the Galette des Rois? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it wasn't that. Um, we have a staff party, so you have like the awards handed out by management, and then there's the public vote, and there was like best flirt, biggest flirt, and all this kind of shit. And I was voted king, so I, I, I have a reign over everybody at the moment. My crown still firmly sits at my desk. <laughs> Up your ass! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I am extremely up my ass. I've warned everyone, like this will not die just now. No, no, no. <laughs> There's no. a year worth of this. You need, you need to get that Duke Nukem logo or Duke Nukem slogan on your computer. Hail to the king! <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I should do that every time I turn on the. Is computer. there a queen? <sighs> or are there lots of princesses? <laughs> we. <laughs> I don't know why I went really camp saying that. Lots of princesses. Saying that, there was a guy who was voted drama queen last year and he actually came up to me and said um, I'm sorry I couldn't be your queen shout out to Gary our concierge <laughs> <laughs> um, we do have a queen she, she's in the catering department she's part of the cooking staff um, nice lady hmm. very mature of her so <laughs> accepted the crown is she your queen? <laughs> if you get the hey 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 listen what happens in the kingdom stays in the kingdom, okay? We'll keep it that way. So what's happening in the kingdom, AJ? <laughs> I'm ruling over my people. <laughs> I have fair dominion. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that, that's over where all. we're at. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it was a democracy that I was voted in. What happens after that? Hey. <laughs> a pay rise would be appreciated. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> no, 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 no. no. It, it, the king it, demands a pay rise. Yeah. The, Another. <laughs> the, the, the king's still on probation, so I shan't um, push too far. Actually, I think the king demands to not be on probation. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we'll work with that so far. We'll work with that. But yes, okay. Just that's that was a little background to the M and E crew while we're at it. But yeah, glass is yet to be seen. Um, I've seen your review, which makes me think <laughs> glass is yet to be seen. But <laughs> I'm pumped because, like, we've done, we've gone through the whole build-up of Unbreakable. To split, and now we're at glass, and it just feels like it has to be done. No matter which way, the trifecta needs to be complete. Kind of, yeah. So, yeah. Talking of things coming freeze, <laughs> says a lot about the score. <laughs> spoiler! <laughs> no, it, spoiler! It's multipliable by three, that's all I'm saying. It could be three, six, nine. <laughs> wow. Anyway, okay. It's then. out of ten. <laughs> it's out of ten, that's as far as we'll go. Mm. Funny enough, zero is also multipliable by three, but we're going to get into that. Hello. <laughs> You've got four options. Um, yeah, okay. But as we said, Sam Sam can deliver, Sam can fail. 
I don't when think he, he actually fails or the film fails to be fair. Yeah, but fuck me when he delivers. Yeah. Jesus Christ, he's good. Yeah. So, it's going to be an interesting one. Well, should we just get into have, it? Well, before we do get into it, you have a role to fulfill. The King demands. The King's demand. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you tuning in for the first time, thank you so much for joining us. Please be sure to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, leave a five-star rating and review. How does the movie Mount Rushmore work? AJ and I each go our separate ways. We come back in studio with our lists and we deliver to you, the Silver Screen Dudes, our individual top tens. AJ will go first delivering his bottom three. I will then deliver my bottom three. AJ will then deliver his next two. I will deliver my next two and then we will trade one apiece. If at any stage while we are rounding off our lists, one person has a movie in a higher position, that person will say... Hunt! And we will then talk about said movie when we get to the higher position. Once we have delivered our top ten list to the Silver Screen Dudes, we shall create the movie Mount Rushmore. These are the quintessential four must-see movies of this genre that are out there to entertain you. So it's not always the popular choice. Yeah, interesting. That's very true. That's very true. Okay, let's not waste any time. My number ten, mm. Derek Van, is Never. the character. Oh, right, okay. okay. Shout out to Becky Lynch is the clue. The Go man. on. The man. Oh, the man! The man! The man. Yeah, you liked this, didn't you? I enjoyed it. Um, I, do you know what I got from this? Is you get a lot of... Um, I felt a lot of analyse this and that. You know, it was this or that. It was trying you know, to, yeah. It this. had that same sign of... No, it had both, but well, see, this I was, thought was stronger. More, unfortunately, analyse that than this. Oh, yeah, that was so weak. <laughs> confusing the world with this and that now but yeah. it, you know it was just that the other it was <laughs> it was the other it's not Samuel L, it was Samuel L. Jackson at Samuel L. Jackson the character you expect from Samuel L. Jackson Eugene Levy being the character you expect from Eugene Levy yeah. you mix it together you get something Luke Goss playing you know it's this case of mistaken identity and how it unravels and you yeah. kind of pre- what I found about this movie was the predictability you just mm. knew the way it was going to kind of end and that's yeah. what killed it for me it was it was for light hearted comedy very light hearted yeah it was you know it was for that younger generation having an interest you know you couldn't later on in life Samuel L. Jackson done other stuff for the younger generation but it wasn't too much this one you could be like 12, 15 and be like yeah webs yeah exactly literally webs it was one of those but it was a I, I had fun with it I don't love it but I had fun with it fair play you're number nine this might be a punt. Ordell Robbie. Jackie oh, Brown. Ordell Robbie, yeah, that is a punt. Okay. Yeah. That is definitely a punt. This one, I don't know if you've come across the character yet, but I bring him up so often. Mitch Hennessy. The Long Kiss Goodnight. It's been so long since I've seen that film. Oh, you have seen it though? Yeah, yeah. Oh, you did see it? Ages ago. ago. This character is weird because Samuel Jackson is... He's the quieter one, you know. Gina Davis is the mad assassin, yeah. but she he's the private eye hired to help her unlock her past. She can't remember who mm. she is and he's the private detective. And like he he starts to unravel stuff and gets caught up in the web of the madness of the life that she used to live. So he's not the usual badass motherfucker that we yeah. understand Samuel L. Jackson to be, which is quite interesting. And it's one of my fond movies as always. Um Listen, I had a feeling you'd bring it up, and for that reason, it was like I don't need to. I see don't it need again. to. Really, yeah, 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 yeah. You know the story of the, the the Stepford wife, as it was, who prior to her amnesia was La Femme Nikita and more. <laughs> Gina Davis could deliver a good bit of murder and torture in that film. Whatever happened to Gina? Cut for Ireland, literally. But then Matthew <laughs> Modine recovered from that. It's weird. It's weird. It is weird. But do you know that that is that problem that I'm hoping Hollywood fixes is that there are very few ladies. You know, I'm not saying that it's just the way it is. Mm. Who once they pass a certain age, Hollywood just cuts them off. It, Men go through that weird stage too, actually. Less it, so they than women. Go and then they get a rebirth as a yeah, more yeah, 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 guy, yeah. which doesn't happen so much with men. Do you know what's weird? No, there's a very select few women who get yeah. their rebirth, and what they do get is TV time. But Gina doesn't even get that. You, mean, you know, you look at stuff like Lucy Liu and most of Charlie's Claire Angels. Danes. Yeah, you know, they, they they have like TV time. Like yeah. Lucy's in is it Holmes? They call it. It's the Sherlock Holmes one that's mm. on there and. Drew Barrymore's doing something on Netflix and, you know, Sandra Bullock's done Bird Box. Like, you vanish and then you get lower tier. Yeah, from... Cameron Diaz. 
No, no, no. Uh, I, I said the angels, but then no, Cameron survived. But I'm just talking about, you know, ladies who were huge in our era. Cameron was always going to survive. Yeah, this is the thing. This is the thing. Been a while since she's been in the film, though. Yeah, it has, actually, hasn't it? Well, for anything that I've seen, certainly. So that was The last I remember was Bad Teacher. No, she's done stuff. She's done stuff after, sure. after that, I know, but I just can't think what. No, likewise. Yeah. Um, that was your number nine. That was, no, that was my number eight, because we punted at my number nine. Punted at your number nine. My number ten, <laughs> shoot me, but Snake's on a Plane. <laughs> that is because you literally had fun with it. There's no way it's a good movie. It's, of had course it's not a good movie. <laughs> you had fun with the character. Of course I had fun. I'm sick of these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane. <laughs> Say what you will. That's a quality line. It's so stupid. It's like... So stupid, so original, so fitting. It, it works on all angles. It's just, yeah, it's, really. But against all odds, like... And say this to people. If you tell me that when you think of Samuel L. Jackson movies, Snakes on a Plane doesn't come to mind. It's one of those really weird ones. Because, again, it's the diverse mix that he has. You'd be like, yeah, Sam's amazing. Yeah, but what about Snakes on a Plane? Like, it just instantly comes to my reaction would be, what about Snakes on a Plane? <laughs> yeah, he Listen, it's him carrying people in a plane which happens to be overrun by poisonous snakes which the cartel have planted to kill everyone. I mean, who the fuck thought of this I want to have whatever drugs they're taking because they would have had an amazing experience do you know what let's be honest had it not been for Samuel L. Jackson there's no way this would have been straight this would have been straight for sci-fi this is DVD yeah 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 it's like proper yes bullshit that you just be like why 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 am I watching this yes why am I watching this but yeah you had enough money to afford Samuel L. Jackson you got cinema time like yeah. <laughs> it's so it's literally it. It's so There's much. no one else of note in it. I think. Oh, hang on. Keenan. Keenan's in it. I think he plays one of the co pilots. He's worthy of still being on fucking <laughs> straight on sci fi channel. Poor Keenan. <sighs> but listen, it, you've shared it perfectly actually. If ever there was a movie which Samuel L. Jackson was like, let me run with this, I'm going to make this a thing. Yeah. And he did. Yeah. He fucking did. Like, there was some genuine, like, holy shit, snake moments. It was weird. It is a weird one. It's a weird, it's a weird, it's... And it's, as I said, you cannot think Samuel L. Jackson without even thinking, good or bad, yeah. snakes on a plane. Exactly. For that reason that, alone, it needs that, a mention. On that, it, needs, it does need a mention. I kind of refuse to do it, but you're right. It needs mentioning. It does. It's, it's Samuel L. Jackson, snakes on a plane, they, they are linked. You say one, you think of the other. Yeah, yeah. they really are at this stage. Number nine, I have a feel will punt. The negotiator. Punt. Okay. Punt it. My number eight. You might be surprised at this, but Star Wars. I was tempted to go with that, and I was like, he was good. He was good. There's not, there's not much to hate on it, but I was like, ah. But listen, the thing is, is that the acting in those prequel movies is so wooden. It's so cardboard. Calling it wooden is not even... A, it, no, that, that's paying disrespect to wood. It's so fucking cardboard that he elevated those movies. Say what you will, but... But you, you know what? If you ever thought of someone on a Jedi Council... Samuel L. Jackson's pretty much up there. Like, yeah. stern, powerful. Right, and the voice the Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course you think of him. And that's why I was, I was tempted. I was like, yeah, do I want to? Do I not? Uh. But he brought the fucking rain in this movie. And he had such a... He, he loved Star Wars so much. That's the thing, is that you could tell he was a real, real fan with these movies. And he begged and he pleaded. you know the story about the purple no. lightsaber? No. Because there's only three lightsabers. You've got green for the Masters... Blue for the Chinese and red for the Sith. Yeah? Samuel L. Jackson was begging George Lucas, like, let me have a different colour, let me have a different colour, please, 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 George, let me, let me have a, like, a purple amaranth coloured lightsaber, please, 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 please. Wow. And Lucas was like, no! No! Absolutely not! We've got our three colours, it's red, green, and blue! And he never told him, but he was so happy with his performance and the job he did that when Samuel L. Jackson was at the premiere, Purple lightsaber, and he because they obviously don't yeah, see it. Yeah, 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 yeah. But he saw the purple lightsaber, and apparently the cinema is like, "Fuck off!" <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. That is nice. Yeah. 
Uh, if I'd known that, I think it would have. Yeah, it would have got. He's such a fan. Like, can you imagine him all happy? Like, wow! It's awesome. And he played a very key role to those movies. He does. He does. It is. It is. And what I appreciated about it too is that he knew that he wasn't the lead in this. So all the while making elevating everyone's acting and elevating the movie as a whole because his performance was great he knew to not overdo it he knew not to be too ham-fisted because ultimately this was Hayden and Ewan's movie not his <laughs> and like, overdoing it Samuel L. Jackson becomes motherfucker you think you were Jedi <laughs> which we really I have. will strike down <laughs> upon you with the force of the galaxy motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> like, oh shit yeah <laughs> No, it's a good shot. It's a good shot. He's, he it's elevated those movies. He really did. You're number seven. Django Unchained. Didn't make my list. Okay, fair enough. It was honourable. It, it was one of those characters who wound the fuck up out of me, and I think that's the part. Is that in the whole story of this, you just had this irritating little bug, <laughs> and it was. It's again. It's one of those so non Samuel Jackson yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> roles that you're like, no, well done, like. Yes, master. Oh, these, you know, like, it was just everything about it was like, you little shit. Yeah, he's a yeah. twat. Yeah, Proper he's a twat, complete man. pain in the ass and that, and it's the ultimate kiss ass and all of that. It's oh, like, it's vile, isn't he, it? He, he does it. He, he done it really well. As much as you have fun with it, you really hate that character. You really. You hate do. That I don't. Oh, see, my argument falls almost null and void here because I was gonna say that you don't see enough of him to merit. Him being in the movie, but then Star Wars, same thing. Like, yeah, it's one of those no, exactly. I he, see he why you went with it. He, he fell in the back. It was, it was. It's not as yeah. You're not going to get the same element. And it, but again, it's one of those. Put it this way: in later years, the Tarantino Jackson relationship hasn't been as great, and this one actually stands out as the, probably the the last good one that they've had. Yeah, yeah. No, that's very true. That is very very true. Your number six. I don't know if you've seen this one. Changing lanes. Ages ago. Years ago. That if it's film. the one I'm thinking of. Ben Affleck. Yeah. Yeah. That film was one... It came out of nowhere to me. I don't think... It, it didn't have cinema release, did it? I don't know. I'm not sure. But yeah, like, it was so mad. I remember just seeing the trailer, an effort on Channel 4, like, Changing Lanes. I'm like, what is this film? And it's just like a petty road accident that goes into destroying each other's lives. Yeah, like literally, Ben Affleck is this high city lawyer, and Samuel Jackson is an alcoholic um, insurance salesman, I believe. Mm. And Ben Affleck hits the car, and like it's like should we exchange details? And he's like, Nah, you know, fuck you, and drive off. And he's like, Okay, all right, fuck me, cool. And he goes about trying to destroy Ben, and Ben's like, The fuck, how dare you? All right, cool, my turn. And each time it's just a level of one-upsmanship. I remember it ended a bit stupid and I was like, really? Mm. <laughs> We've played this one-upsmanship and that's how it ended? Yeah. But I was like, this film was quite good. Like, I was like, <laughs> yeah, it was mad. It was mad in terms of how far you were. Like, when you take the seed of a standard car accident yeah. to what it blew up into. Man, it's been a long, long time since no, I've I get seen that. it. I get that. It was, a, it was yeah it was a out of nowhere that was the one Samuel L. Jackson like why did I not hear about this yeah, yeah. In, in the list that was the one for me fair but that was your six yeah my number seven is The Incredibles I wanted to I wanted to and I thought can I like here's the thing are we talking one or two and I'll put my hand up in guilt I still haven't seen two guilty as you are I'm going for one it can be two, it can be both, I don't mind. I'm talking about the character of Frozone. Frozone's cool. Frozone's really cool. Yeah. Here's why. Because even in Star Wars, where I, as I already said, he was he, he knew not to overdo it. He knew to be a bit subdued and to play the kind of cool, calm character, which is not really what you associate yeah. him with. Whenever you see Samuel L. Jackson on screen... It's a bit like seeing Stan Lee in the Marvel movies, R.I.P. obviously. Um, you're happy to see him, but it does take you out the film. Yeah. Completely takes you out the film for that split second. You're like, oh, Stan Lee, and I'm not in the fucking story anymore, and we're back in now, right? When you see Samuel L. Jackson on screen, especially when it's in smaller roles, it does take you out. You're like, oh, Samuel L. Jackson. When you hear him, it's also like, oh, Samuel L. Jackson. You never hear Frozone. You hear Samuel L. Jackson. 
I think this is one of the few times him being in a film feels fresh instead of just taking you out. And I don't know what it is he did with his voice or what it is he did to play around with the Frozen character. I'm aware that it's Samuel L. Jackson voicing him, but there's not that weird cutoff point I have when I normally see him like, oh, Samuel L. Jackson, now I'm out of the movie. There is something lovable about Frozen. Yes. Th- that is the thing. And he is just an out of luck superhero. Like, he's white, like, he wants to still do it. Yeah. But he knows they shouldn't do it. Yeah. His wife completely blocks it. So he's like, cock blocked a lot more than, like, Bob is, you know, yeah. in that sense that it's just like, yeah, those are the glory days. Like, oh, where's my, like, when the times come for it, because it's been so long as well, there is a lot to it. But I just, I think I needed a bit more of Frozone for me to add Frozone ah. to the list. Incredibles too. <laughs> yeah, this is the part. So I've got him in two movies, so obviously yeah. he's a bit closer yeah. to me. But I, I, yeah, I can't speak highly enough of that movie. No, no, no. He's a lovable character. And um, my number six, I'm gonna go with Kingsman. And actually, we've got to cut there because we're out of battery. So changing batteries. Be back in one sec. Right, we're back. Sorry about that cut off. Uh, yes. So my Kingsman. number six, Kingsman. Do you know it's an honourable for me? Is it really? I enjoyed the Kingsman. I don't know how much I enjoyed Samuel L. Jackson in it. Oh, but see, that's that question mark's kind of what I dig about it. This kind of lifting superhero who's got a real affinity for McDonald's and who still wants to take over the world, but he's got like a kind of Thanos thing about him because he wants to do it in a sort of clean way. Yeah. I yeah. dug it, man. That whole movie I dug and I thought him being a villain, a very Samuel L. Jackson over the top villain, but who's it? For all intents and purposes, really not a bad motherfucker because he's afraid of blood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's got an affinity for McDonald's and he's got a lisp. Like, you're so unthreatening but at the same time so very dangerous. Yeah. I get you. I, I, I loved it, it. It all makes a lot of sense. I just... I, it was one of those... I think going back to your Samuel L. Jackson moments, like... I'm taking in and I'm like... Ah. Do you know what the Kingsman was to me? I think it's more of the building of the characters. And I, I just felt like this was an unnecessary distraction. I just felt like there was more in the building and I enjoyed Possibly. that side more of it. And I think Kingsman 2 was more the villains I could kind of deal with for a film like that. Personally. I you know? hated Kingsman 2. I, I, I need to see, I need to watch it again properly, but I just felt it was confusing. It was like, they're on, they're not, they're, you know, that was the thing about Kingsman 2. With this one, I'm like, okay, again, I think because he was the a harmless villain as well, it makes sense, but where that film had something that it could develop in, having such a harmless villain weakened the movie to me slightly, if that makes sense. Really? It, I just find it weird. You know that sense of... He's harmless, but he's fucking smart. Yeah, yeah, he is, don't get me wrong. I just Kingsman was a really weird film for me. You know, I can understand that rags to riches type, you know, like, yeah, you are, you, you know, you're there chilling on your estate and now becoming this ultimate gentleman and that gentleman school he went through. It's a very, like, men in black mm. kind of thing in terms of the building and creation of the in, entering the world of Kingsman in that sense. Mm. But then the villain was just like, uh, I don't, it just, it, it felt to me like you're spoofing what you're building, you know? It's just the way I felt. I mean, I've never thought about it that way. I, th- I thought the whole thing about Kingsman was it was kind of a spoof. It was. It is. I mean, obviously, in the whole sense of itself. It's, but I just it's felt, James yeah. Bond gone mental. Yeah. Just too prim and proper. Yeah. I, I don't know. It was a weird one for me. I mean, if it didn't resonate with you, it didn't yeah. resonate with you. I thought, actually, I found that quite interesting. I mean, it worked for me. No chart, No end. I mean, it's my number six. Loved yeah. it. Absolutely loved it. I, I, this, I can pick up so many scenes which I love, like when he shoots Colin Firth in the face or when he's having McDonald's brought him on the silver platter and having it with wine it's yeah, it's no, fucking just, great it's, again, yeah, it's a weird one I've always felt like yeah. no I want McDonald's it's <laughs> weird for you to yeah. say yeah it's weird for you to say okay, your number five my number five 51st State hmm I don't think I've seen this um oh, oh god I've, why can I not Renard from Bond uh, Full Monty. Oh, fuck. Robert Carlyle. Robert Carlyle. And then he said Robbie Coltrane. No, Robert Robbie Carlyle. Coltrane was kept coming into my head. I'm like, it's not Robbie Coltrane. Like, <laughs> shut up. Because like, four. Yeah. Um, now Robbie Coltrane's in my head again. But 
Um, Adrian has secret thoughts about Robbie Coltrane. <laughs> Hail to the king. <laughs> Agri- um, so, in this film, Samuel L. Jackson flies over to America. What's the guy's name again? Rob- Robert Carlyle. Robert Carlyle. Robert Carlyle. <laughs> he completely went blank. So, Samuel L. Jackson's come over with the promise of a drug that will put you in the 51st state, right? So there are 50 states that you can get from drugs. This is the ultimate euphoria. Okay. It's the absolute ultimate euphoria that you're meant to get from this drug. So he's now coming around to just do a drug deal and it's alongside Robert Carlyle. And they've got this buddy cop bit, but it's, it's the whole thing of American in England going on. And there are just these bits of adapting. Like one of the best bits is when you're talking about drugs, He's like, it's the dog's bollocks. The dog's what? <laughs> he goes, no, it means it's proper. And then something's going wrong and he's like, bollocks. He goes, why, why is this a good thing? No, bollocks means shit. So, so, so let me get this right. <laughs> the dog's bollocks is good, but bollocks is bad. Exactly. Like, you've got all of these bits. And then it's built around, like, Liverpool and Scotland. So you've got all of your, like, your scousers and shit like that. And it's so, dog's bollocks? Yeah, you've got, like, your, your straight... You know, those avid lads in yeah, this yeah. element with Samuel L. Jackson. And it, it actually ends, I think, at a Liverpool game. The, the movie ends at a Liverpool game. Oh, nice. There are, you know, there are all these different bits. But it is, if you're looking for absolute mad comedy, really? I remember watching this with my dad and we were on the, we were side-splitting laughing, especially really? like the, the, the bollocks and dogs bollocks. We were like, what the fuck are we watching here? And like Samuel L. Jackson's like really smart. He like he knows how to build the drugs and yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it is one mad movie. Like no, it's it's British. It's as British hey, as it gets. You've, you've sold no, me on it. It's it good. Is, yeah, it's it, yeah. It's a laugh. No, I like laugh. the sound of that. Yeah. My number five, Odell Roby from Jackie Brown. Jackie Brown. It could have been a lot higher for me, right? I'm going to be very honest with this. Jackie Brown confused the fuck out of me so badly. The first I think I've seen time it. Or? I think it was the first. Look, put it this way: I've seen Jackie Brown minimal times. Mm. I think it was either once or twice. I can't remember how bad. And I was like, I don't know what I'm doing with this film. <laughs> and that's why it's there. He's a bad motherfucker in that film. He's a bastard in that film. I remember, but I'm like, it's a remarkable. Ca- I'll let you take it away because you could do better. He, yeah. What the the the. <laughs> The gun dealing uh, playboy with a big fucking ponytail, right? Yeah. Nasty piece of work. Um, bribes, bail bonds, keeps unsavory people around, murders people. Chris Tucker in one of his first roles. Yeah. Um, and effectively, he's just trying to do another job, you know, sell guns, make some money in the process. And because of things transpiring around him it all goes very very wrong it's a very difficult movie to explain actually. it's a weird one it's very what I would say and you may have heard me say this before is by far by far Tarantino's smartest film um, although he didn't write it fun fact Elmore Leonard wrote it the same uh, author who wrote Get Shorty and Be Cool okay so there's a fun bit of movie trivia for you there um but yeah, it's one that you need to watch just because the power of his performance is... I keep on mentioning this subdued side of Samuel L. Jackson, but it's just not what you would but expect it is, with it him. Is. He has got and that in vibe. In this one, it's as menacing as it gets, because it, it, it's so subdued that it adds to his menacing It's character. quite scary. Yeah. Like, when it's he says not. to um, when he says to uh, Bridget Fonda, he's like, go get me a drink, and she's like, why don't you get it yourself? And he's very, very quiet. He says, don't make me ask you again. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like you know there in that moment that look you're like ah yeah, yeah nasty you, you know he's an artist he's yeah he's yeah the stuff he would do without batting an eye and it's cold it's, oh, it's a, proper it's a cold. cold character you do get the kind of oh I don't want to be around that guy like he is yeah, he's, yeah. he's one of the worst in, in cinema he history is. you know of a villain kind of yeah, he's, he's nasty like, yeah, he's, you know yeah. murders his own friends yeah without batting an eyelid feel no yeah. way about it and that's the thing there is no like remorse at the end you know some villains you kind of feel like oh yeah him is just that is nothing yeah, there's man. nothing there's nothing he's when he when cool. he pops um, De Niro and he's literally like it's kind of awful I mean you killed my hot little surfer girl it's like mate yeah. you've known her for a New York minute you and him go back in time it's yeah. yeah nah he's brutal and I really honestly 
It's not one of Tarantino's bombastic movies. It's one of his smart ones. It's one I really recommend you watch. And the, where they say that Tarantino movies are all in one universe, that is the connector, if I remember rightly. It's, it has that. It's, is it? In a way, I remember that's what they said. It's like the key element to, like, you can all link it, all of them to Jackie Brown in some weird way. But oh, really? I don't know how they do it. You know, Samuel Jackson appears and uh, <laughs> he looks everywhere. And there's so many guys who look like this guy. So, yeah. I know that Vin- I know that Reservoir and Pulp Fiction are both in the same universe. They're meant to be all, apparently. I didn't know about way. all. Yeah, in a weird way, they can all fit into the same universe. But you know, I'm just saying, it's a fucked up world if you've got Marcellus Wallace and Bill in the same world. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Tell me about it. Um, your number four, Nick Fury, Captain America. Yeah, he didn't make but it. Do you know which one it was? The Winter Soldier. I nearly mm. went Avengers. And then I thought of the impact that Nick Fury had. Like, to me, the Winter Soldier is one of the best of that whole Marvel Universe that we had. 100%. And Nick Fury in that one. But there was so much depth to it. Yeah. You know? And I was like... He got the most screen time in that, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was, it was like... Yeah, that was good. Even down to the eye, you know, the eye patch was like... Shit! I remember being really engrossed in this film. And yeah. bearing in mind the way we both originally perceived Captain America number one mm. this was a very intri- it, to me it expanded the universe in a way that you weren't expecting because Absolutely. now we're like we're building the universe and this film was yeah all while feeling like a 60s spy thriller yeah yeah quality it was absolute quality no I love that film I love his performance and a great shout yeah um yeah, it's nothing I'd take off my list, though, for, to accommodate Nick Fury. But something, you know, that you were mentioning on one of our previous podcasts, I don't know if it was the wrestling one or our last movie one, but this role, what he made it his own so much that the modern artists of Marvel are actually animating Nick Fury as a black guy now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, no, it was actually off-screen when we were talking about the... Okay. Um, it should Batman be black and some people like honour the, the history of the character and I was like yeah but let's take Nick Fury yeah. which Sam has owned you know he's Absolutely. really he's taken it to a new level and for the better to be fair now, you yeah. know nothing against the original Nick Fury well he wasn't played by anyone was well, he <laughs> David Hasselhoff if I'm not mistaken David Hasselhoff played Nick Fury I believe he did somewhere. fuck my life the Hass yeah the Hass playing the Fury <laughs> wow no <laughs> No, although I can see him with an eye patch, just no. Yeah, just absolutely no way. Weird ones that I believe did happen. That was your four. Indeed, your number four. Unbreakable. I was tempted. I was tempted. Again, I think it comes back to what I told you from being very late to the party on this. I heard so much of Mr. Glass that I expected something extra. He was very, it's very interesting. arc in that I don't think I've never had I not known the key point of Mr. Glass and I don't want to spoil it for anyone who is entering this world especially with this whole glass it's a nearly 20 year old movie it it is but bearing in mind I've just seen it and most of my office M&E crew I'm just about to watch it hail to the king yeah exactly do you know there is that element in it that I think I don't want to spoil it but there is that point of Mr. Glass I was expecting a bit more and but what but he he's does, he's the vessel. He's the he, one who he is, opens yeah. your eyes, not just to the character Bruce, but to the world, to that world, and to the audience. Yeah, he's the, he's our vessel into that world to realize that hey, in this postmodern real world, heroes still exist. Yeah, in that sense, no, it's it's a worthy shout. It really is. The more I think of it, it's one I'm like, yeah, maybe. I and he played it so well because you never know. Is he villain? Is he friendly? Is he deluded? Is he just very smart? And, and even down to that bit when the, that, where the wife is like, we're not going to... You know, what I like about Mr. Glass is the way stuff change. Yeah. Bruce Willis doesn't want to know him for the longest while. Yeah. And then it becomes the wife who doesn't want to when Bruce is like, maybe we should give him a shot. Mm. You know, every time you think you understand him, he spins it. Yeah. And that's the interesting part about him. The, no, yeah, it is, absolutely. And... and he was all I, I, for all of Shyamalan's faults. I really did like his take on what superhero movies could be, and I thought that he used Samuel L. Jackson as a kind of interactive narrator to explain this is what real, yeah, yeah, superheroes would be like. 
it, it, there's no argument with that. Very I good. loved it, mate. No, I, re- no, no, I really, it was a really good one. I, I, I don't know. I think more for the fact I saw it as this is. It was Bruce's. I don't know. It's weird. He, he, he's so neat. You can't have Unbreakable without Mr. Glass. You know, you cannot. Mm. But I just. I don't know. It was a weird one for me. That I said. Two of them reunited as well. Oh yeah. Mm. Oh yeah. We're getting to that. Of course. No number three. Have we got to that? Um. What is happening here? Four, three. How's it? Oh, it's one of those weird ones where I fucked up. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna take. I'm, I don't believe I'm gonna take this off. I'm gonna take it off because I fucked up somewhere. What are you taking off? Um, one that I didn't think I'd ever take off, but fuck it. The king can't count because I was really just in my numbers and I fucked up. Yeah, we're talking about them reunited. We're gonna do it now. Number three. Yep. Fine. The, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, my number three, Coach Carter. Punt. Okay, your number two. Coach Carter. <laughs> What's the point of punting then? Yeah, it is, yeah, but it was, yeah. In fact, of number then, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> All right, yeah, go. This movie good. <laughs> this is a movie. Right, of, I think you know we've what? got the same number one, by the way. No, we don't. Mm-hmm. Where why we punted out there? Are you fucking nuts? There was one that was on the list that I just took off, and that's why I'm pissed off. But I, I have could... you carry on. Okay, right. Coach Carter, yeah, was. I've <laughs> never left a cinema feeling on such a high. That's what that film does. It gives hope. It teaches respect. It was. It was powerful. It really it, is. It's a powerful movie of just but it's showing people. Yeah, exactly. It's really bittersweet. But it, it, do you know what? It's a man's driving determination for. A better future. He, he doesn't need to do it because, as far as he's concerned, his ki- his kid's doing good. Yeah, yeah. It's that sacrifice to see better around you. That's what I love about Coach Carter. I think it's he really, yeah. He's he's at a strong point there. He's at a very, very strong point. Ken Carter. I I, I think it helps just having that guy who's as stern as Samuel L. Jackson play the character. You know. You, mm. For instance, you could you could pick anyone, but he's got that sternness of no, do this. This is the rules. You will do this. Standing up to the parents in a you way that you will do this or Jack. else. Yeah, and FYI, there will be an all. Oh, else. but my son, my son's an all-star player. Yeah, but what happens if it doesn't work? What's his backup plan? Yeah, exactly. I need to see grades, or you're not on the team. Yeah, that's the kind of shit that I love about it. Mm. That's the kind of shit I love about it. It's great, and I love the supporting cast. Channing Tatum hadn't quite learned how to act at this stage yet. Poor guy. It's so mad that you look at a lot of these guys. And you're like, oh my god, he's actually become something. You know, yeah. Timo Cruz went and done. Um, I always know about it. I don't even know the actors. Rick right Gonzalez. Rick Gonzalez. That's the one. He's in Arrow now, doing his bit. He he done amazing in Crash, as you know. That's very yeah. near and dear to me as a character. Yeah, yeah. Who did he play in Crash? Please don't tell me I'm confusing them because that would be actually racist of putting all Hispanics to look alike. Was he? No, he's a, he's a dad in thing. Who are you? Who's, who's the dad? Who? Not. It's not him. Not Rick Gonzalez, no, man. It's not Rick Gonzalez. How the fuck did I get that confused? I saw him in something else, but yeah, you know, he's. No. Do you know who annoyed the shit out of me actually in this? Was um, Ashanti. I wanted to bitch. <laughs> But it's an. Do you know what? Maybe the way she played it would bitch slap you, but it's very realistic. It's a real life situation that could occur. You Listen, do- getting knocked up in college is a real life situation that can occur. But that's when you need to step up and be a mother. She was all fucking all over the place with her, her emotions and mixed messages. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like decide what you want. You can't be holding. Uh, not junior you can't be holding your your man to these high standards when you're not doing them yourself yeah and then when he calls you on your bullshit you give him this kind of raised eyebrow resting bitch face look it's like fuck yourself yeah yeah. Uh, she annoyed the shit out of me I don't know if if that was the intention or if it was just the performance but it annoyed me the question is like being the fact of being based on a true story was there actually a girl who was like that which in which sense you can't you know because mm. believe it or not, there are some women 
I don't preach. They don't practice. Yeah, there are there are a lot of stuff out there, and I've heard some oh, not women, from people. women, people. But when I say it in terms of pregnancy, who haven't embraced it the way they should. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Guys, there are so many guys who are arseholes when it comes to pregnancy yeah. and accepting responsibility. But you know when you think a maternal instinct will kick in, mm. and it doesn't. Yeah. There are stories out there which I find quite shocking and unfortunate. Of you know? course. And that potentially she was mixed in a way that you think really you know and yeah it does happen mm. it does happen sadly in this world yeah Coach no. Carter really left an impression on me like I re-watched it specifically for this list because the last time I saw it must be coming up close to 10 years now but fuck me it's good like it does I remember them getting further than they did though in the basketball competition but the, they were one and done mate but in real life yeah Okay. one and done like they even in the movie like they make it to the end of the season and then they get into that competition and done first round I was like oh shit yeah. it, it's do you know what I love is that it's the sport is just a backdrop to so much yeah it is so much like that is a life lesson that you know you know like some people would say like R.I.P. Uncle Phil like when James Avery died because they, would, they see him as that that father figure yeah. from TV Coach Carter elevated that shit of, you know, this is a guy I needed around me. You yeah, know? And, and I say this with all the love and respect I have of having my dad around, but having a guy like Coach, you, to have that teacher, you know, that teacher. Yeah. To a degree, I don't know if this was to you, I don't know if you had him. Do you know a teacher who I always looked up to? For like, You're going to say Mr. Morrison. No, as much as I love Mr. Morrison, Mr. Jennings. Math Are you teacher. high? Do you know oh, what? sorry, I'm mixing him up with Mr. Mr. Jenkins. Who I, unfortunately... The physics teacher, the drunk one. Oh, no, he wasn't Jenkins, he was Mr. Rollins. Williams? Williams, Mr. Williams, Williams. that's it. And then we had Mr. I think it was Rollins who was that supply teacher who was just a maniac. But Mr. Jenkins... Rollins was the backup one, wasn't he, when um, Williams went missing? Yeah. Was it? He was the old guy. Yeah, he was Mental. Weird. He was proper weird. But Mr. Jennings was a maths teacher, right? No, no, I met him. And what I loved about him... Short short and Jewish. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, lovely guy. I thought, oh, what an ass. Oh, he's making us come in during lunchtime. But then you just realise that this guy is actually taking time out, not getting paid for it, to support you in achieving a better grade. Yeah. You know, it's one of those stuff that you may not appreciate from a teacher at the time, but you sit back and think, if it wasn't for him, I'd be in a worse position. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I like Mr. Jennings. Yeah. I, never, I was never lucky enough to have him. But I heard nothing but good about him. Yeah. I was told he was the lesser of two evils between him and Mrs. Bulger. Yeah. Who I missed that on her too. Yeah, I missed out on that. Okay. No offence to some of these Lise teachers who could be paying attention to us here. But yeah. Mr. Weeks, what up? <laughs> he was a good guy. He was a good he guy. He was a good guy. Uh, Mrs. Novakovska? Yeah. Miss Bowring was a good history I like Miss Bowring. I always remember one time. And she's this like, is proper personal. It is personal, but I have to drop this one. And you're going to appreciate this one, yeah? And it's really weird. If she heard this, she's rolling her eyes up at both of us. Right, okay. Because we swear, untold, and I do apologise, Miss. But I always remember getting pulled up by Miss Bowering, right? Someone says to me, What are you doing with Nick? Why are you friends with Nick? I'm like, Because he's a good guy, fuck it. And at the same time I said that, she passes, she's like, Come here! Is that, is that the language you would use? Would you use that in front of you? Oh, man, like, what? Like, you said, I've just used the word fuck it at the wrong yeah. time. Yeah. And I got the whole dressing down of, is that the language you use? Should you do that? Like, no, sorry, miss. I apologise, miss. <laughs> that is wrong, miss. <laughs> it was bad. It and yet, Nick's still sitting here with you now, you motherfuckers. Exactly. Where are you? Exactly. You know who you are if you're listening. That was your number two. That was my number two. My number two is Die Hard with a Vengeance. Okay. Zeus. This was the ultimate... Do you know, it's really funny because I know what your number one is and it should have been my number three. Should have been your number one. I actually not really appreciate my number one for a reason, but I'll get into that after. But, um... There are pairings, right? Your number one has him paired with this person and there was great chemistry. Yeah. They tried to recreate it with basic and it wasn't as good. Right. Yeah? Whereas the pairing of these two has worked twice. You know? That's Unbreakable, true. it worked. That's true. And Die Hard with Avengers. It worked better it here. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 
This is way better. This was unbreakable. That yeah, yeah. bond was unbreakable. So much so that a franchise such as Die Hard, which is all about John McClane, should I from number three, I believe, should have been built into a buddy cop movie. It was that strong. Like everything else after that, Die Hard 4, Die Harder, and all these other bits. It's a good day to die hard. Yeah, Fuck it's off. nothing. Nothing compared to three is the one. Yeah. Followed closely by number one. Yeah. But three is the one. Three is the goats. Yeah, I'm like, nah. This is so mad. And the thing is, it's like, how do you make a buddy cop movie with a guy who's actually not a cop? Like, it doesn't work. But I'm like, apply it, Zeus. Zeus, become a cop, please. <laughs> <laughs> he needs you. <laughs> I'm, he needs you. <laughs> he needs you. John McClane I'm imagining people know what Die Hard 3 is about. <laughs> if you haven't. Like, if you're aware of Die Hard and you for some reason stop there, First Hans Gruber, yeah, yeah, Hans Gruber's brother, yeah, is out for vengeance, and he does so many missions. And one of these attempts to get rid of one John McClane actually creates the pairing of Samuel L. Jackson and Bruce Willis. Yeah, and it's it's amazing work, amazing work. So that is wonderful. It's absolutely wonderful movie. The the, the chemistry is like very very other few movies I've come across. I mean, it is on. Um, Glover and um, Glover and Gibson level. Yes, yeah, yeah. It really is. Yeah. But do you know what I love in the sense It's that just so infinitely watchable. It's a great little bank robbery movie. It's a good revenge movie. It's a great buddy cop movie. It's got great action moments. It's got good comedy. It's got it all. But you know where Glover suffers? Yeah. Yeah, he's not Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, no, no, no. In the sense that he, you know, he, he's like, he has to put up with this. It's more like, that's like Martin Lawrence, where he's here. Samuel Jackson gives it right back to such a hard nut that is yeah. John McClane. It's like, no motherfucker, I'll give it to you too. Not all yeah. brothers know how to shoot guns, you racist motherfucker. <laughs> exactly. It is, oh, it is just, it is, yeah, I, I was so tempted. Even number one, I was like, no, but it's the go-to number one for me. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Is it actually? Fine. So that was my number two. Right. First of all, I'm going to put this out there. Are we doing because an intermission I, or are we just cracking on? Do we need to intermit? I don't feel just, like we do. Just guys, look, just look out. Go on to Silver Screen Dudes on Instagram. The, oh yes, chance. point. Have, the competition's back. The competition's back. You will have a chance of picking the next subject and winning a prize. And Ministry of Wrestling, if you're a wrestling fan, check it out because we're three shows deep now. Enjoy. I, that is the worst intermission we've ever given, but... You That's know, it. Time, time, is time, is ticking. time is ticking. I just have to put this disclaimer out there. Because I was rearranging my numbers, I somehow put two number threes, and I had to get rid of one, and I had to mention Die Hard 3 um, with a vengeance, and that's why your number one has been taken off my list, because the man, and possibly even Jackie Brown, either of those could have easily gone for me because of how bad your number one deserves to be on the list. My number one, Good you said, yeah, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'll put my hands up to it, I fucked up. But my number one of The Negotiator which was your number nine mm-hmm. I think is a very deep movie from Sam in a sense that you he's a man accused of you know uh, was he a cop or was he a negotiator of himself it's a negotiator he's a negotiator who's been framed for murder was he a cop because it was his partner he was framed for wasn't it or was it his family? no basically this is what happens he's and I've rewatched this recently um, he's a negotiator um, his partner tells him that he's found something out internally that they're moving money around illegally within the company within, within the within the but in the him strip. going to investigate he gets stitched and then off. the partner basically says to Samuel meet me here now that can meet me here at this time now already that annoys the fuck out of me because that's rule 101 of Hollywood writing meet me here that person's not being met there because they're going to die yeah that annoyed me but Samuel L. Jackson goes to meet him there. That's the last person who he spoke to. He obviously, you know, he looks inside the car so his fingerprints get all over it. He gets framed. Yeah. Right? And he calls in... Well, in the process of getting framed, he takes the police station hostage. hostage and then he calls on a guy called Chris Sabian, who is played by Kevin Spacey. Spacey. Do we now have to say he who shall not be named? He, he is very Voldemort at this moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> so yeah, played by he who shall not be named, and it's a, and they've never worked together. But and he's aware of this negotiator. He's aware of this negotiation, how he looks at every angle, and how him looking at every angle is his best option into proving his innocence. Yeah. Um, my main beef with this movie, AJ, is that it went on for too long. It's badly paced. 
It's very good otherwise. It's very it paints good. It, yeah. But do you know what I love? is As much as he's framed, because... He, did you ever get a chance to see John Q after we spoke about it? No, no, no. Still you know not. sometimes you, you are wrong. You are right, but you do wrong and there's no excuse in it. In this one, it's like, you look like the villain and he is the villain throughout. Because, you know, it's one of those films that you, you do become the villain because the other guy is making... But it's still a good guy. You yeah. Know? And that's the balance that he's delivered. And I think it's one of... In that part, he plays both sides that mm. you see him as the villain, but you always sympathise with him, and he gets you on that emotional roller coaster yeah. of the two, and that's where I'm like, kudos to you. Yeah, he has you torn as to what do you, do you want to see him get shot? Do you want to see him prove his innocence? Do you want like it's oh, yeah. you're torn in it, and that's where I'm like, you know what, Nah, no, Sam, well done to you. Fair, and you know that 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 way he plays Rule Runner One like with Spacey like. They know the rules of negotiating through and through, and yeah. like, do this. He plays by the book. He, he, he's meticulous in it, and I thought, yeah, it, it's worthy. It's a, uh, it's a. Uh... Fair enough, mate. I mean, it didn't resonate with me as hard as it did with you. It, my main gripe with it, as I said, was the pacing. It, like, having watched it recently, it's good. Like, it's very good. Um, but it's not Pulp Fiction. Which was legitimately my number three. That was my number three. Die Hard Pulp was my Fiction on a Samuel L. Jackson list should not be number three. It's, do you know what it is? It's also the one that's ultraly iconic. Like, you think Samuel L. For a reason. It is. and then, It's his defining role. It's, as well, in terms of a character arc, you never see a bigger character arc in anything Samuel L. Jackson does. Never. Like, Jules, like Jules was, yeah. You know. Stone Cold Killer, and now I'm going to walk the earth. Yeah, literally. Yeah. Even down to the fact, like, take out this wallet. If you want to define Samuel L. Jackson, it's that moment. Take out this wallet. Which one is bad it? Bad motherfucker. Do you want to see? <laughs> <bad motherfucker>? Yeah, <laughs> that's wallet. my bad motherfucker. That's, that's no. me. Everything else in that bag, yours. Everything in the cash register, yours. And considering you're walking out of here with your life, I'd say that's a pretty good taking for the day. Yeah. I mean, ah, oh, just obviously he's got. He owes his career to Tarantino. Yeah. That much is beyond question. He did a few little pieces you know there here was, and there. I, I have to put this out there because I believe it's New Jack City. I could be wrong or many societies. One of the two, and I haven't seen it, but he plays a crackhead in that and they say it was at that point the world stood up and paid attention because he'd done stuff like coming to America. You know, he, he did come into America. In little yeah, tiny there. little bits in Goodfellas. Yeah. You know, it was little dots about of him. You know, even Jurassic Park, he was in it, but... You know, this is another thing. He's in the film, but it's not. Which exactly. is funny because this came out the same year as Jurassic Park, yeah, didn't yeah. it? Yeah, there you go. There you go. It's, it's those little bits, and it was like, nah. But it, it did create him. It, it put him on that platform it beyond. Did. Even the appearance was so out there. The huge afro with the huge sideburns. And then awesome mustache. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Side yeah. Burn, yeah. Like, come on, come on. It, yeah. And the dialogue that he had to work with is some of the best that's ever been written. Oh, yeah. I mean, everyone knows about the yeah, I will strike down the party. It is. Ezekiel yeah. 2517. Yeah. It's, you know, that, the chemistry with him and Travolta. Unreal. They both owe their careers to Tarantino. because Rebirth for Travolta. Yeah, Rebirth yeah. for Travolta, of course. Yeah. But, I mean, the lines they had to play with. Yeah. They must have had such fun on that set. Yeah, yeah, you you can feel the fun. You can but feel the Samuel fun. L. Jackson brings the madness to this role. Yeah, I, a scene which not enough people talk about um, is when they're cleaning up the car. Yeah, I knew he was going to go there because it's so yeah. good in that scene. <laughs> Jules, have you ever been under the belief that when a man says he's sorry, he's exhumed from all further guilt? Kiss my ass with that shit. The man who said that didn't have to pick up no nigga little pieces of brain and skull on the floor. <laughs> it's like, sorry for the embossing. No, 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 but it's, 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 it's a line from line. the film. It's a line from the film, yeah. I'm just saying, Jules, I'm a race car and I'm in the red. And I'm just saying, I'm just saying, it's dangerous to keep a race car in the red. Oh, you a race car in the red? Well, I'm a bona fide motherfucker, <laughs> motherfucker. I'm the goddamn guns of the Navarone. In fact, we switching places. I'm on the back, you cleaning up this brother's skull. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean... It's so good. No, it's it, it, it's it's big. It's big. It, it, it's it's the biggest coach. Do you know what it is? I think I have different reasons. I think the balance that I got from Negotiator, but it, it, it's one that cannot be ignored. Like, let's not even waste any time. It's Rushmore. 
because yeah. that is it you know that is it and I, you know for me to even take it off is ridiculous edutaining but. doesn't always mean ones you haven't seen if we're ed- if we were edutaining the Martians coming to Earth and they wanted to see who's Samuel L. Jackson there is one movie and it's Pulp Fiction yeah yeah. That tell in that movie tells you everything. You see him calm. You see him hyper. You see him funny. You see him angry. All of his skills are on display in that movie. Yeah. That's the one. Yeah. Pitch me more. <sighs> Do we go with Ken Carter? I am happy to go with Ken Carter. Cool. You see, there it feels like the the so blatantly obvious ones like. Then it's like Zeus. Zeus deserves to be in there, but then like it's not enough range because it's—I don't know. Like quite similar to Pulp Fiction, yeah. In some ways, because when he gets angry and funny, he's quite similar to Jules. I'm tempted to go with Fifty First State. Go for it. I think Fifty First State I can deal with. I want to go Jackie Brown, but it's another Tarantino, and I feel that's yeah, too that, close. that's another thing. But he's ultra dark in that. He's which ultra makes me dark. wonder the solemn side of him. Would I go Star Wars? Which is weird. I don't know if I'm... But if you're looking at the aspects and range, what else can I do? Frozone is interesting. Frozone is interesting. But I don't know if I could do it. Django Unchained could potentially... quite interesting because of how quirky and unique the villain is. Which is a hard sell for me. It's a very hard sell, I know. It's which is why I'm trying to sell it. But it doesn't have to be. <laughs> I'm Nick Fury. That, ooh, now see, now you're now, talking. Now he changed the mold of a comic book. Yeah. Okay, I think Nick's in. Namesake as well, I'm sure you appreciate that. Of course. <laughs> uh, and you went with. So we've. Winter Soldier, didn't you? Yeah. Or I don't know if you base it on character, yeah. just say Nick Fury. But well, no, I think Winter Soldier's I probably think Winter his Soldier, best. I mean, he did. He, you know, the, the plane of the game of letting them see the death in Avengers is quite powerful as well, but Winter Soldier to me is the, the Nick Fury moment. Now, are we leaving Odell Roby out for the sake of 51st State? Because I haven't seen 51st State, so that one's on you to decide. <clears throat> it's a good film. Now we're talking as chilling as it gets. It really is. He's chilling in that. He's chilling in that movie. We've got the hype in... What have we got now? We've got the hype in Pulp Fiction, which yeah, is yeah. the normal... Service. Like From Pulp Fiction, that is what we've expected yeah. of him. We've seen Ken Carter, the, the stand-up good guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nick Fury, the stand-up good guy. This is different. That's a hero. Like, yeah. that, that's changing the mould that's Not breaking the mould wear capes AJ yeah, that's the breaking of the mould yeah yeah okay he's the breaking of the mould in that one and I think we need the stone cold villain <laughs> yeah I think let's go with Odell let's go with Odell I think that's I think that's fair as much as you need to see 51st day <laughs> but <laughs> it's going to benefit I think that's a good I think you diversity is going to be there and gentlemen the official movie Mount Rushmore of Samuel L. Jackson movies the bad motherfucker <laughs> in no particular order is Coach Carter our second entry is Captain America the Winter Soldier our third entry is Jackie Brown our final entry into Samuel L. Jackson movies is, is equal 2517, Pulp Fiction. Yes. Say what again, motherfucker. Say what one more goddamn time. I, day, I double day, motherfucker. Say what one more goddamn time. Oh, man. Do you know what? Do you know what? When it comes to a Rushmore, because it's easy to say you're top four, yeah? But when it comes to a Rushmore, it becomes very, because some, I mean, look at it. Odell for me was like my number nine. Yeah. Like there was, you, you can look at some shit and be like. And Cap again, didn't even three, make my list. My number three was, you know, uh, three or. No, I mean, I'd call it number four. Die Hard with Vengeance, which is like a film I love. We, we, yeah, we, we that, love. That's one of ours. You know, it, it's, yeah, it's, it's silver screen certified, you know, yeah, in yeah. terms of. 
a film that we will certify time and time again yet it just had to take a back seat mm. because and that just shows yeah there are your snakes on the planes but there is the good and when he does good he does good Mr. Samuel L. Jackson Snakes on the Plane still came in at number 10 so fuck you <laughs> <laughs> no, but do you get what I'm trying to say yeah yeah we didn't mention so- shit like Black Snake Moan which had an interesting twist it was a weird film mm. it was a weird film but he done good in it I threw a few honourables out there um, I mean Django was an honourable um, Nick Fury was an honourable Shaft Shaft yeah Shaft. Honourable. There's, there's another one coming soon I think Shaft. I've heard yeah, yeah. It's gonna be um, Deep Blue Sea because the death scene alone just yeah, comes out yeah, of yeah, nowhere yeah. you're like what <laughs> they killed Samuel Jackson spoiler um, Sphere I bet you I haven't, haven't seen that one Sphere is an old one with Dustin Hoffman and yeah, Sharon yeah, yeah, Stone yeah, yeah. but I re- I couldn't find it anywhere and I didn't have time to rewatch it online but I remember really liking Sphere but it might just be childhood memory sometimes that happens, um, happens and then The Long Kiss Goodnight mm. which I didn't have a chance to rewatch so I couldn't make the list but that's my honourable yeah, there's, there's some big ones out there some, most of mine have been mentioned like Frozone Mr. Glass those were like my ones in there conversely we could equally do a list of the top 10 worst Samuel L. Jackson movies <laughs> oh we just shudder at each one like, yeah. I, I said it oh my god I've mentioned that movie yeah, yeah. that's not no no no, 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 no it's not coming I, no I, I don't want to disrespect Sam like that no okay guys I've he given... did it to himself <laughs> exactly okay guys I've given all the details of where we would like you to subscribe during the intermission even though it was very brief yeah, so do, it's mini, mini, <laughs> Ministry of Wrestling, that's where we're about. We are there. But until the next time, I would like to thank you for joining us. I am the one AJ, Anthony Jordan. I am Nicolero. See ya. ya.